0: You're listening to The Ancient Tradition, a Wonk Media production. Music provided by Joseph McDade. Here's your host, Dr. Jack Logan. Welcome to The Ancient Tradition. I'm your host, Jack Logan. In this podcast, Audio Writ, you'll find recordings of ancient and modern writings that are directly relevant to the ancient tradition, which refers to the first religious tradition given to human beings in the very beginning. And on this platform, you can find an entire podcast dedicated to trying to reconstruct that first religious tradition from all of the evidence that we can find in the historical record. If you haven't given it a listen, I highly recommend that you check it out. Just search for The Ancient Tradition or visit our website, theancienttradition.com. Today's audio recording comes from the book Reading the Epic of Gilgamesh, which contains Andrew George's definitive English translation. The exact date of the poem is not known, but scholars date it to sometime between 2100 and 1200 BC, which would make it the earliest known literary composition of note in the world and the second oldest religious text after the pyramid texts. Because the poem was inscribed on cuneiform tablets, several of which were damaged, you'll notice that some sections of the poem are missing. The Epic of Gilgamesh, Tablet 2, The Taming of Enkidu. The prostitute takes Enkidu to a shepherd's camp where he's instructed in the ways of men and becomes the shepherd's watchman. A passing stranger tells him how in Uruk, Gilgamesh exercises at wedding ceremonies. Enkidu, shocked by this practice, enters Uruk and interrupts the proceedings. Gilgamesh and Enkidu fight until Enkidu accepts Gilgamesh's supremacy whereupon the pair become firm friends. In search of fame and glory, Gilgamesh proposes an expedition to the Forest of Cedar, ignoring Enkidu's warning of the dangers. They kit themselves out with weapons. Gilgamesh announces his plans to the assembly of Uruk, and the elders try to dissuade him. Enkidu was sitting before her. While the two of them together were making love, he forgot the wild where he was born, for seven days and seven nights, Enkidu was erect and coppled with Shamhat. The harlot opened her mouth, saying to Enkidu, As I look at you, Enkidu, you are like a, like a god. Why with the beast do you wander the wild? Come, I will lead you to Uruk the town square, to the sacred temple, the home of Anu. Enkidu, arise, let me take you to the temple Ayana, the home of Anu where men are engaged in labors of skill. You too, like a man, will find a place for yourself. Her words he heard, her speech found favor. The counsel of a woman struck home in his heart. She stripped and clothed him in part of her garment, the other part she put on herself. By the hand she took him, led, like a god, she led him to the shepherd's camp, the site of the sheep pen. The band of shepherds was gathered around him, talking about him among themselves. This fellow, how like in build he is to Gilgamesh, tall in stature, proud as a battlement. For sure it's Enkidu, born in the uplands. His strength is as mighty as a rock from the sky. Bread they set before him, ale they set before him. Enkidu ate not the bread, but looked askance. How to eat bread, Enkidu knew not how to drink ale he had never been shown. The harlot opened her mouth, saying to Enkidu, eat the bread, Enkidu, essential to life. Drink the ale, the lot of the land. Enkidu ate the bread until he was sated. He drank the ale, a full seven goblets. His mood became free. He started to sing. His heart grew merry. His face lit up. The barber groomed his body so hairy. Anointed with oil, he turned into a man. He put on a garment, became like a warrior. He took up his weapons to do battle with lions. When at night the shepherds lay sleeping, he struck down wolves, he chased off lions. Sleeping lay the senior shepherds, their shepherd boy Enkidu, a man wide awake. A certain fellow had been invited to a wedding to Uruk the sheepfold he was going for the banquet. Enkidu was having his pleasure with Shamhat, He lifted his eyes, caught sight of a man, and thus he spoke to the harlot. Shamhat, bring the man over. Why he came here, let me learn his reason. The harlot hailed the man, went up to him, spoke to him. Where do you hurry to, fellow? What is your journey so toilsome? The fellow opened his mouth, saying to Enkidu, I was invited to a wedding banquet. It is the lot of the people to contract a marriage. I shall load the ceremonial table with tempting foods for the wedding feast. For the king of Uruk the town square, the veil will be parted for the one who picks first. For Gilgamesh, the king of Uruk the town square, the veil will be parted for the one who picks first. He will couple with the wife-to-be, he first of all, the bridegroom after. By divine consent it is so ordained, when his navel cord was cut, for him she was destined. At the fellow's words, his face paled in anger. Off goes Enkidu with Shamhat following. He entered the city of Uruk the town square, and a crowd gathered around. He came to a halt in the street of Uruk the town square. All gathered about, the people discussed him. In build, he is the image of Gilgamesh, but shorter in stature and bigger of bone. For sure it's the one who was born in the uplands. Animal's milk is what he was suckled on. In Uruk they held regular festivals of sacrifice. Young men made merry, set up a champion. For the fellow whose features were fair, for Gilgamesh, like a god, was set up a rival. For the goddess of wedding, the bed was laid out. Gilgamesh met with the maiden by night. Forward came Enkidu. He stood in the street, blocking the path of Gilgamesh. The land of Uruk was standing around him. The land was gathered about him. A crowd was milling about before him. The folk were thronging around him. Like a babe in arms, they were kissing his feet. Already the fellow. For the goddess of weddings was ready to bed. For Gilgamesh, like a god, was set up a substitute. Enkidu, with his foot, blocked the door of the wedding house, not allowing Gilgamesh to enter. They seized each other at the door of the wedding house. In the street, they joined combat in the square of the land. The door doorjamb shook. The wall did shudder. In the street, Gilgamesh and Enkidu joined combat in the square of the land. The door jammed, shook. The wall did shudder. Gilgamesh knelt one foot on the ground. His anger subsided. He broke off from the fight. After he broke off from the fight, said Enkidu to Gilgamesh As one unique, your mother bore you, the wild cow of the foal, the goddess Ninsun. High over warriors, you are exalted. To be a king of the people, and Lil made it your destiny. Why do you desire to do this thing? Anything. Do you want so much? Let me. A feat that never was done in the land. They kissed each other and formed a friendship. The mightiest in the land strength he possesses. His strength is as mighty as a rock from the sky. He is as tall in stature, proud as a battlement. The mother of Gilgamesh opened her mouth to speak, saying to her son, "Wild cow Ninsun opened her mouth to speak, saying to Gilgamesh, My son in his gate, bitterly you, you hold in his gate, bitterly he. Enkidu poses no kith or kin, shaggy hair hanging loose. He was born in the wild, it has no brother. Standing there, Enkidu heard what she said, and thinking it over, he sat down weeping. His eyes brimmed with tears, his arms fell limp, his strength ebbed away. They took hold of each other, and they linked their hands like Gilgamesh. To Enkidu he spoke a word, saying, Why, my friend, did your eyes brim with tears? Your arms fall limp, your strength ebb away, said Enkidu to Gilgamesh. My friend, my heart is aggrieved. Through sobbing my legs do tremble. Terror has entered my heart. Gilgamesh opened his mouth, saying to Enkidu, Ferocious Humbaba! Let us slay him, so his power is no more. In the forest of cedar where Humbaba dwells, let us frighten him in his lair. Enkidu opened his mouth, saying to Gilgamesh, I knew him, my friend, in the uplands, when I roamed here and there with the herd. For sixty leagues the forest is a wilderness. Who was there would venture inside it. Humbaba, his voice is the deluge, his speech is fire, and his breath is death. Why do you desire to do this thing? An unwinnable battle is Humbaba's ambush. Gilgamesh opened his mouth, saying to Enkidu, I will climb, my friend, the forest slopes. Enkidu opened his mouth to speak, saying to Gilgamesh, My friend, how can we go to the home of Humbaba? So to keep safe the cedars, Enlil made it his lot to terrify men. That is a journey which must not be made. That is a man who must not be looked on. He who guards the forest of cedar, his reach is wide. Humbaba, his voice is the deluge. His speech is fire, his breath is death. He hears the forest murmur in sixty leagues' distance. Who is there would venture into his forest? Adad ranks first and Humbaba second. Who is there would oppose him among the Igigi? So to keep safe the cedars, Enlil made it his lot to terrify men. If you penetrate his forest, you are seized by the tremors. Gilgamesh opened his mouth to speak, saying to Enkidu, Why, my friend, you speak like a weakling. With your spineless words, you make me despondent. As for man, his days are numbered, whatever he may do. It is but wind. Exists not for me. You were born and grew up in the wild. Even lions were afraid of you. You experienced all. Grown men fled away from your presence. Your heart is tried and tested in combat. Come, my friend, let us hie to the forge. Let them cast us hatchets in our presence. They took each other by the hand and hied to the forge, where the smiths were sitting in consultation. Great hatchets they cast, and axes weighing three talents apiece. Great daggers they cast, two talents apiece were the blades. One half of a talent the crests of their handles, half a talent apiece the daggers' gold mountings. Gilgamesh and Enkidu bore ten talents each. He bolted the sevenfold gates of Uruk. He convened the assembly. The crowd gathered around. In the street of Uruk, the town square, Gilgamesh seated himself on his throne. In the street of Uruk, the town square, the crowd was sitting before him. Thus Gilgamesh spoke to the elders of Uruk, the town square. Hear me, O elders, of Uruk, the town square. I would tread the path to ferocious Humbaba. I would see the god of whom men talk, whose name the lands do con- constantly repeat. I will conquer him in the forest of cedar. Let the land learn Uruk's offshoot is mighty. Let me start out. I will cut down the cedar. I will establish forever a name eternal. Then Gilgamesh spoke to the young men of the Uruk the Sheepfold. Hear me, O young men of Uruk the Sheepfold. O young men of Uruk who understand combat. Bold as I am, I shall tread the distant path to the home of Humbaba. I shall face a battle I know not. I shall ride a road I know not. Give me your blessing as I go on my journey. So I may see again your faces in safety and return glad at heart through Uruk's gate. On my return, I will celebrate New Year twice over. I will celebrate the festival twice in the year. Let the festival take place. The merriment begin. Let the drums resound before wild cow Ninsun. Enkidu offered counsel to the elders and the young men of Oruk who understood combat. Tell him not to go to the Forest of Cedar. That is a journey which must not be made. That is a man who must not be looked on. He who guards the Forest of Cedar, his reach is wide. This Humbaba, his voice is the deluge, his speech is fire, his breath is death. He hears the forest murmur at six leagues' distance. Who is there would venture into this forest? Adad ranks first and Humbaba second. Who was there would oppose him among the Igigi? So to keep safe the cedars, Enlil made it his lot to terrify men. If you penetrate the forest, you are seized by the tremors. The senior advisers rose. Good counsel they offered Gilgamesh. You are young, Gilgamesh, borne along by emotion. All that you talk of you don't understand. This Humbaba, his voice is the deluge. His speech is fire. His breath is death. He hears the forest murmur at sixty leagues' distance. Who is there would venture into his forest? Adad ranks first, and Humbaba second. Who is there would oppose him among the Igigi? So to keep safe the cedars and lil made it his lot to terrify men. Gilgamesh heard the words of the senior advisors. He looked with a laugh at Enkidu. Now my friend how frightened I am in fear of him shall I change my mind. That concludes the Epic of Gilgamesh Tablet 2. I hope you enjoyed this audio recording. The Epic of Gilgamesh as one of the world's oldest religious texts plays a very important role in our sister podcast, where we dive into comparative religion and share with you the amazing, mind-boggling parallels between religious traditions. I highly recommend checking it out. Just search for the Ancient Tradition Podcast. That wraps up this edition of Audio Writ. Remember, in the words of William Shakespeare, knowledge is the wing wherewith we fly to heaven. I'm Jack Logan. You've been listening to The Ancient Tradition, a Wonk Media production.